Psalms 34, verse number 1, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her, uh, her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Think about that. And delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. And the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I did not tell your pastor what I was going to preach tonight. He did not know what passage I was going to preach out of. But isn't it amazing how the Lord uses just one simple verse in a time of prayer, in a time of need, to draw us all together? That's truly the body of believers. Yes, this is the local church, just like I think First Baptist Church of Yuba City is the greatest church in all the world. And I can hear the crowd roaring through the live stream. Um, when I say Central Valley Baptist Church of Manteca is the greatest church in all the world. Yes. But we are all part of a huge body of Christ. Now, I love to eat. It, did, it took me 39 years, and I'm older than you, brother. I know I don't look it. Oh, come on, you're not supposed to laugh. I'm the guest speaker here. Uh, but um, it took 39 years to get, I love to eat. And what's amazing about that verse there is it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see. Now, when I think about tasting something, I, I think about consuming that. I, those of you that leave the food on the plate, you, you were not raised right. <laughs> My mom, like we didn't get up from the table unless it was clear, right? And especially the greens. I mean, I, I don't like greens, but I knew if I wanted to get up from the table, I had to eat. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, there's so many challenges in our life. I'm sure if we were to take time to go through individually, uh, through our young people, through our teenagers, through our young adults, to our married couples, to our seasoned adults, we could all just unload of all the challenges that we are going through. I think about birth. Think about death. Think about child rearing. Dealing with your spouse. And all the ladies said, Amen. Dealing with your teenager, dealing with your parent, financial, health, political, losing your hair. I just had to go there because I know uh, my wife and I, we, we worked on staff at Golden State for a couple years. And so that was the running joke with Brother Dan. Um, gaining weight, losing weight, and all that comes with so many challenges in our life. And we are constantly bombarded day after day with challenges. Here's a challenge from King David. A man who is found from God to be faithful. A challenge from a man who had a heart filled with heartaches, with hurts, with turmoil, with challenges of his own. Yet, he continued to praise God and give him the credit. I think you and I can honestly relate with a lot of things that happened in David's life. And I know there are some extremes and there are some things that you and I can very much attach ourselves to pretty quickly. But we see here in verse number eight, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. 
Um, I have a difficult time with that word trust. Because that involves me backing away completely and relying on someone else or something else to take care of me. And what happens oftentimes in our life is we trust with one foot. Or we trust with one, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I, I, uh, some of you, you've seen the, the trust fall. And teenagers love to do this, especially to their friends they don't like. It's like, oh, you didn't think we were going to do it? Yeah, I did it. But when we trust someone with our life, when we trust someone with our whole being, it, it, it relies on us backing completely away. And David, so many times in his life, he had everything ripped out from underneath him. And yet he still trusted God. And the reason being is because God never fails. In your good times and in your bad times, Jesus never fails. King David's challenges were tough. They were difficult, but he stayed faithful. Blessings are promised to those who accept this challenge. And you and I can look to this word of try two different ways. Number one, for salvation. If you don't know God, I encourage you to try God. I don't know the congregation here. I don't know if some of you are visiting for the very first time or if you've been here for a very long time. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, can I encourage you? Try God. He will never fail you. Step in wholeheartedly. Give everything to God. He will see you through. Or we can look at that word as sanctification. This is us being set apart by God. You see, every single one of us have a purpose. Doesn't matter what the world puts on us as labels. We have a purpose here on this earth. Sometimes we become selfish with that purpose. And it's all about me. That's where pride comes in. And you know as well as I do, the Bible, what it talks about pride, it comes before fall. And if we're not careful, we look to self and not what God has placed us here. We can get out of whack. We can get a little bit messed up. Where has our society come in, has come to? We've taken everything off of everyone else and we've looked to self. And David here says, take our eyes off of ourselves, take our eyes off of our troubles, take our eyes off of our help, of our heartache, and look to the help that God can give us. He died for you. The city that we minister to in First Baptist Church in Yuba City, it's a, it's a military town. It's right outside of Beale Air Force Base. And so we have many uh, retired military and many uh, active duty military in our church. And I, I, I talk to them often. And one thing that they relay to, to me often is the fact that they understand what sacrifice is. I have one gentleman in my church who was in the military during Vietnam. And I think he did seven, seven t- uh, tours in Vietnam and, and uh, Purple Heart. I mean, just fully decorated. And he tells me about stories of when he came home where he was not appreciated for the sacrifice of what he did for our country. He understands what sacrifice is. Now, to me, sacrifice is uh, you're going to your room. You're not getting anything to eat tonight. That's sacrifice for us. Or, you know, we might have to cut back on all the subscriptions to just one subscription, you know, instead of the 50 that we have now. That, that's our level of sacrifice, where here David almost lost everything. He knew what it was to, to lose family. He knew what it was to lose a child. He knew what it was to lose almost a kingdom because of selfishness. 
The Bible tells us, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, the statement, a man after God's own heart, came to David after he had gone through all of his problems. See, we, we try to attach that statement to before David, when everything was going good, when the kingdom was great, when, when, when the, the armies were succeeding, but this was after he had his fall, after the murder, after adultery, after his child died. This was after all of his heartaches. God still looked on a man who had gone through so much loss and so much difficulty, and he said, you know what? That's a man after God's own heart. So don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the difficulties of life. Don't give up on the struggles in your marriage. Don't give up on the difficulties as a teenager where you're longing for that fellowship to be with friends and be close with friends and, and, and that, that longing to just sit in the classroom and get yelled at and, and told to sit up straight instead of through, through a computer screen. God can use you. Try God. Why did David issue this challenge to us? First of all, the Lord had delivered him from some fears. Look at verse number four with me. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. I, I know I may look like I'm not scared of things, but you put me in a church at night with all the lights out. <laughs> I've almost karate chopped my assistant pastor a couple times. Come around a corner with those lights out. I'm like, ah! Like, you know, I mean, I, you know, these are weapons. You don't want me to use these. But we have some fears. Now, some of us don't want to really, you know, tell anybody that we have. We're not afraid of the dark. Yeah, let's go. Let's go camping. Youth, youth camp and youth conference are the best ways. If you want to know a teenager, that's where it's at. But here David said, my Lord delivered me from all of my fears. What have you allowed to creep in? What have you allowed to kind of just dwell in your mind? I'll be honest with you. My wife knows this. I do not watch the news. I don't. Uh, whatever information I get, I usually, it's usually scrolling through social media, and even that is limited. Do I have to be informed? Absolutely. We should be informed. But I'm not going to allow anything that's happening outside of my world that I can control, control who I am. And we have allowed so much to just creep in. Creep in through our television, creep in through our news feed, creep in from our friends, conversations. There's times to be afraid. God says we're not to be given the spirit of fear. It doesn't mean that we can't have fear. Fear protects us. But it's not the spirit of what we should have. And David says here, he's delivered me from all of my fears. The words of King David says, I sought the Lord. I sought after. That means I searched for him. I looked for him. I, I found ways to get to know him. I found him in the scriptures. I found him in the sky. I found him in my friends. I sought after the Lord. But you know what? So often we don't want to seek. There's days where I don't want to do anything. I want to sit on the couch. Yes, same pair of sweatpants, sweatshirt. Don't judge me because we know it's the same. We've, we've seen you on Zoom. All right? And no, you were not muted. Okay? Well, I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit back, enjoy life. And then I remember I'm a father. I have three kids. And I'm married. I've got responsibilities. And if I'm going to seek after God, if I'm going to seek after my wife, if I'm going to seek 
after my children. I'm going to seek after the, the, the church family at First Baptist Church. I've got to go. I've got to look for ways. And if we're not careful, sometimes we can get in that relaxed mode and just think, God, how come you're not taking care of me? And he's saying, I haven't moved. I want you to seek me. I want you to search for me. This is an answered prayer that David made praising his God. King David had many reasons to fear. Think about this. He was a shepherd alone in his youth. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. Now we know the story if you've been in church. David did not run and hide. I would run and hide. So if you want to go hunting with me, or if you want to go camping with me, we see a bear or a lion, I'm running. Because I know I'm probably a lot fast or a lot slower than you, and I want to get farther away. David didn't do that. But here, this, he was a youth. Now we're scared of just anything. David had many reasons to be fearful. Not only that, but he faced mighty Goliath as a lad. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 47 through 50, talks about him facing Goliath and how powerful and mighty in the midst of everyone else. He said, we can take this guy. We can conquer Goliath. And David sought the Lord. Why? Because he knew he would be delivered from his fears. Are you fearful today? Are you afraid of something? Now, for some, it may be just very small. There may be some of you dealing with some Major fears, some legitimate fears in your life where, Lord, you know, if it doesn't get fixed tomorrow, there's going to be some heartache. God, you know, if this doesn't get answered tomorrow, Lord, I need you to step in. Lord, I'm fearful. King David sought the Lord when he was afraid. His example should be our example for others to follow. I think about those calming words that our Savior said. Peace, be still. Now for us, it's click on Pandora, hit the peace button. <sighs> but do we ever just open his word? Say, God, I need peace. I need peace in my marriage. Lord, I need peace in my, my children. I don't know what to do. I, know, I, don't know what children, I don't know what decisions to make. God, I need peace in my job. I need peace in my finances. I need peace in society. Lord, I need peace. And instead of pressing that button, why not open his word? He wants to speak to you. Now, we've gotten so accustomed to just, you know, I want to be spoke to, pop in the podcast. God wants to speak to you tonight. When was the last time, and don't get freaky with me on this, you heard his voice? I'm not saying like, man, I'm hearing voices. Man, what's the matter with Pastor Dan? When was the last time when you read his word, you felt or heard him speak to you? You know, he's real. I, I know we look to him as some spiritual being, but he's real to us. And unless we speak and read his word, David said, I sought the Lord. And because of that, he delivered me from my fears. What are you fearful from? Psalms 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is faithful in delivering David from his fears. But the Lord is also, number two, he saved him out of all of his troubles. He saved him out of all of his troubles. Let's look at verse number six. 
This poor man cried. Now, when we read that, we go, ha, he's probably talking about somebody else. Because who would be so susceptible to say, oh, I'm talking about myself? Because no man likes to cry. Let's just be honest. I mean, ladies, it's okay. Store opening, sales on. Oh, yes. You don't see a guy like clicking through Amazon going, finally, that DVD is on sale. DVD, what is that? David gets real. And he says, this poor man cried. He said, God, I'm struggling. Man, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. I don't even know who to turn to. God, you know who I am. You know my struggles. You know my difficulties. This poor man cried and the Lord blocked him. Is that what it says? This poor man cried and the Lord laughed at him. Now, we all have those one friends that we know if we call them, like, dude, I'm struggling. They're like, dude, are you crying? <laughs> oh, oh, it's serious. Sorry. Uh, the Lord heard him. Wonder how many times God maybe sent us to hear someone because spiritually we weren't listening, that we missed a chance to be a tool that God could use to save someone's life, to encourage someone's life, to be a spiritual example in that person's life, but because we weren't listening. God said, I heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Now, nobody likes to admit that they're struggling, right? That's the, that's the deep root right there. I'm struggling. Like, find somebody else. <laughs> I got no money. I got no time. You're struggling? Call somebody else. But God not only heard this man, he saved him out of all his troubles. Do you think if he would do that for David? And we know David's background. We may not know all of your background, right? Because we look good on the outside. Let's just say it. I mean, come on. Except for the mask thing. You know, it's kind of like, I, I, I got to look, you know, I, I thought about getting me like a Tom Cruise mask. Maybe look a look better. Only Tommy could pull that off. But if we're going to look good for everybody else, but no one likes to be susceptible. And David here realizes, you know who's going to pull me out? You know who's going to be my help? Not my closest, not my multiple wives, not my children, not my guards, but only God. We want to air everything out there when we really need to be airing everything up there. God wants to save us from our heartaches and from our troubles. God saved him from out of all of his troubles. And God has promised to do the same for you and me. You know, this book is powerful. I'm telling you if, you, if you dive into it, one thing that's helped me as a pastor is just, uh, you know, before as assistant, I mean, I was doing so much. Of, I just, I enjoy just getting in my office and just studying the word of God and seeing it unfold. One of the, the, the things that helped me out last year, I read my Bible chronologically and it began to open up the scriptures of how exactly it was written, how each story that may not be helpful for some, but I'm, I'm a visual guy. I like to see stuff. Like I can see, I, I see many people I've seen here before. I have no clue what your name is. Don't know how long you've been here, but I recognize you. 
But if we're not careful, sometimes we can just get back away from God and says, I want to be close to you. How do we do that? Our walk with God. He wants to speak to you. He wants to hear your voice. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. No one likes leftovers unless it's pizza, right? You're like, oh, what are we having? He's like, oh, it's a casserole. Isn't that what we ate last night? But God doesn't say, I'm serving you something I gave someone else. Just kind of, you know, mix it up, put some bread on it. It's good. Now, I will say, my mom made uh, a, um, maybe it was this hell, I don't know which one, uh, made a turkey calzone, uh, uh, turkey, uh, Thanksgiving Day calzone. And I'm probably saying it wrong. Sorry. All right. She put turkey. She put the stuffing. Some of y'all haven't eaten yet, so you're like, all right, Pastor, you're done. I put everything in there and then like pizza wrapped it, put it in the oven. I'm telling you, it was amazing. Nobody likes leftovers. No one likes to get the, you know, after everyone's already dug through, you know, you go to that buffet, that one buffet that's sketchy, but you still like the chicken. God says, my my mercies are new every single day. And my compassion fails not in great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is not only faithful in delivering King David from his fears and saving him from his troubles. Number three, the Lord had delivered him in times of danger. Do you think we're living in a difficult time, a very scary time? Absolutely. If there's anything that we can show our children is how close we are to God and how close that we show them to him. Because whenever mom and dad leave the house, what are they going to do? If we constantly point them to us, when, we're no, when they're no longer underneath us, what are they going to do? But if we're pointing them to someone who's eternal. See, I grew up in a pastor's home. My dad is a pastor for almost 30 years. I mean, like I was in the nursery like a week after church and I had not left. Well, they kicked me out of the nursery. But I grew up in church my whole life. I know nothing but church. I mean, it was like doors open, we're there. Why are we here? I don't know. I'm just a pastor's kid. But one thing that my parents helped me see, and they weren't perfect, and neither was I, if you know PKs. The one thing that my parents helped me is they didn't point me to them or to the church. Because I saw my same friends who grew up in homes that I wish I grew up in, and I saw how their lives turned out. I'm thinking to myself, wait, hold on. That's what I wanted, but that's what I don't want. And did I enjoy everything about that? Absolutely not. There was times like, Mom, do I seriously have to go to church again? We just went this morning. Wait, we got Monday and Tuesday night? I heard him on Sunday night. Do I have to hear him again? One thing my parents helped me understand, it wasn't about them. It wasn't about what they were trying to shove down my throat. It was about who and what I was going to be gaining in a relationship with. And when I realized it was all about him and not about my parents, my parents are still faithful. They love each other, been married for 150 years, um, and they still go to church. But when I got out from underneath mom and dad, it wasn't like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, wait, hold on. Let me read my Bible just like they taught me. Wait, hey, let, let, me, let me serve him just like they taught me. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, it's Sunday morning and 10 o'clock. Where am I supposed to be? Oh, <laughs> it's Sunday night. Where am I? It's Wednesday. Well, you guys do Thursday. Thursday night, where are you supposed to be? The Lord delivered him in times of trouble. 
And every single one of us are going to go through times of troubles. Right now, it just looks like the storm is just... But how are we handling it the way God would want us to? Not social media, not the news, not what our neighbor's telling us. How does God, how does our pastor, how do those uh, influential Christians help us in time of need? Look at verse number seven. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Do you think David was a little bit scared? Do you think he was fearful of what was happening around him? Do you think he was fearful of even his own children? What's going to happen now? I've been found out. They know. What am I going to do? You think David was a little bit fearful? Oh, absolutely. But he knew where his strength came from. And he knew who he could run to. He knew who he could pray to. He knew who he could speak to and not get laughed at, rejected, mocked. He knew he had a savior. King David discovered that he was not alone. Have you ever felt like you're just alone? Like you're like in an island Nobody else around. And you're like, okay, uh, I'm in trouble. I need help. Nobody's answering my text. Like, even the calls out on social media, it's just like, any likes? Nope. Any likes? Nope. Who are we running to? David knew who he needed to find his strength in. And he knew if he ran to the Lord, he he would secure him. He would give him health. He would give him life and help him in his time of need. God's deliverance of his people is found all throughout God's word. Think about when Paul or when Saul pursued after David, and yet he was delivered. Think about the times when his enemies came after him, yet he was protected. King David could testify that his God was faithful in times of danger. Charles Spurgeon said, faith is the soul's taste. Faith is the soul's taste. Taste. Verse number eight. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I want you to do something with me tonight. I want everybody to close your eyes. Right? Everybody close your eyes. You can't do this for too long because you'll be asleep on me. But I just want to, I want you to think about your favorite food. Okay? Your favorite food. You're going to the cupboard. You're going to the kitchen. You're opening it. And those who are watching online, this is not fair. All right, you're going to that, 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 the refrigerator, you're going to that special hiding spot, ladies, up in the cabinet, top shelf where that bowl's at that you hide your chocolate. You're hiding, and, and you grab that favorite piece of, uh, of candy, that, uh, that pie, that meat, and you just take, and I want you to just, like, with your eyes closed, just take a bite and just, all right, you can open up. Don't fall asleep on me, all right? Experiencing that for some of you is just like, oh, Pastor, can you hurry up and just wrap it up? I am hungry. We're going to crack. Is Cracker Barrel close by? No, Cracker Barrel. Um, Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm telling you, that is going to be in heaven. I promise you that. But that experience, that joy, that, oh, wow, that was amazing. Because we've all tasted that food sometimes where it's just like, what is this again? Because like, it didn't taste so well. So what God's talking about here. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Does it just look good? It tastes good. You know what? That brings satisfaction. And I know this world has temporary satisfaction. Like, I love Dr. Pepper. Absolutely love it. But, you know, after you get through, like, a can, you're like, I want another. And after you get through a six-pack, it's like, Dr. Pepper. Uh, then, 
You want another. You know, it doesn't satisfy. I always want more. You see, that's what the world will do. They'll, they'll give you satisfaction for a little bit, and it tastes good. It feels good for a season. We know what it brings forth. It brings forth death. It brings forth destruction. But you know, I want it to be good. I want it to taste good. And I want it to be for all eternity. Those who come to Christ find that God is good. We find him faithful. We find him true. Can I encourage you tonight to accept the challenge that Dave, that's my brother, King David gives to every single one of us. And that's to try God. That means to taste him. That means to test him. That means to be satisfied with him. Because David, he didn't have a very easy life. There's some difficulties that he dealt with and some struggles and some heartaches. But here he knows who to go to. He knows who to trust. And that verse number eight just pops out every single time. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Can I encourage you to try the Lord? Because you'll find satisfaction in him. Try the Lord because you'll find fulfillment in him. Can I encourage you to try the Lord because he is faithful. Let's pray.